Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Alaska. A vast, remote wilderness twice the size of Texas. There are dangerous, unpredictable forces at work here. In one of the most mysterious corners of the globe. A lot of things can kill you out here without even trying. This is a place hundreds of times more deadly than the Bermuda Triangle. Oh my God. Stories of alien abductions. I believe it was a UFO. The paranormal, vanishing airplanes, and strange beasts. The Alaskan Bigfoot, he can rip you in half. These accounts are really widespread. It peeked out of the tree right there. Have haunted those who dare set foot here. In the last 30 years, 16,000 people have disappeared without a trace. More people have disappeared than the Bermuda Triangle. Two to three times the amount. Witnesses tell us their shocking stories. I was petrified. And we've gathered some of the world's leading experts in their field. I'm always after scientific evidence that can be independently corroborated. To try and unlock the mystery of the Alaska Triangle. The Alaska Triangle. Remote mountains, impenetrable forests, unexplored lakes and rivers. It's long been home to stories of strange and terrifying beasts. These creatures may have made the Alaska Triangle their home and could be behind any number of the bizarre disappearances. One of the most famous is the hairy man, half human, half beast. And if the stories are true, a man killer. If the hairy man's out here, he's a lot stronger than a normal human and can kill somebody with his bare hands. The hairy man is a wild, hairy beast, and he can rip you in half. A huge, ape-like creature out for revenge and defending his territory. 
It's a gripping story. But could this beast really account for the hundreds of people going missing in the Alaska Triangle every year? A fascinating tale from the last century suggests the answer could be yes. And now, there's some intriguing new evidence that the hairy man may still be out there. And right, dude just peeked out of the tree right there. The first stop on the journey to find the hairy man is the port of Homer on the Kenai Peninsula, over 200 miles southwest of Anchorage. The town is known as the end of the road. From here, there's just one way to travel, and that's by boat. Now, Homer is the meeting place for a new expedition. If the hairy man exists, these three adventurers are determined to find him. Expedition leader is seasoned Bigfoot hunter, Stephen Major. For Stephen, this search is personal. He's been to the Kenai before. I actually caught a glimpse of what I believe was the hairy man dashing between some trees. What I saw was a bipedal hairy beast. I was dumbfounded because I was in shock because I was not expecting to see that. And I'll tell you what, it was very exciting. Stephen is meeting up with Adam Davies, a leading cryptozoologist from Manchester, England. Adam's an expert tracker and has been on many expeditions on the hunt for mysterious, unknown creatures. What I'm always after is getting credible scientific evidence that can be independently corroborated, something that's tangible that will pass tests. Stephen and Adam have recruited Army vet and police officer Larry Beans Baxter to help keep them safe. My role in the expedition is team security. Safety of the other team members is my priority. And there's a lot of things in Alaska that can harm you, if not outright kill you. The Hairy Man Expedition have chartered a boat to take them right down to the tip of the Kenai Peninsula. This is the renowned home of the Hairy Man. What we're looking for, in a nutshell, is definitive proof of the existence of the Hairy Man. And when I say that, specifically what we're looking for is to have an encounter with him. On his last expedition, Stephen took this photo. It's his foot next to a giant footprint. Whatever made this was massive. In the Alaska Triangle, there's plenty of room for giant creatures to hide. With thousands of square miles of unexplored wilderness and so few people, anything could be out there. But what is the hairy man? Like Bigfoot, around here, stories of him are well known and go back generations. Dr. Robert Alley is a cryptozoologist and former professor of the University of Alaska. He's made a study of first-hand accounts. The hairy man is a large, bipedal, completely hair-covered, man-like creature, very similar to Sasquatch or Bigfoot, possibly related very large, up to maybe even eight or nine feet tall, very fast, very territorial, and it could be quite aggressive if provoked. These accounts are really widespread. But there's one place with by far the greatest hairy man story. Perched on the very tip of the Kenai, 
the abandoned settlement of Port Chatham. I believe that Port Chatham, Alaska is an area that the hairy man has claimed for his own. I really do believe that is his territory. It's remote. They wouldn't feel pressured. And it gives them a refuge. Um, and it would be one that they want to protect. There's good reason to think the hairy man lives around Port Chatham. Back in the early 1900s, there were some terrible events here, and no one's lived in the area ever since. Hugh Newman is an English author who's been researching the story. In the early 20th century, Alaska was a wild frontier. But when the settlers came in, they found this wonderful area, Port Chatham, you know, stunning natural beauty. But also, salmon was rich in that area. What's strange about it to me is that it wasn't inhabited by Native Americans. There was no indigenous population in this specific area. So when the settlers came in, you know, it's kind of easy for them just to set up base there. They opened a cannery for fishing. So despite its isolation, it began to grow and it became a thriving commercial area. But an early entry in the cannery supervisor's logbook is a telling sign of what was to come. In 1905, in the local logbook of Port Chatham, something menacing was recorded as being in the woods around the area of the fishing village. The logbook states that the entire cannery was shut down. The workforce left the site and didn't return until the next season because of something menacing in the forest. Then, a few years later, the situation got even worse. Around the 1920s through the 1930s, there were people that would go up hunting in the woods and not return. There were people that would go up in the woods and they would find dismembered and mangled bodies that would float down in the lagoon. In conjunction with that, there were sightings of a very large, hairy, man-like beast. So was it Bigfoot? Was it Sasquatch? Was it some kind of hairy beast that was terrorizing the locals? Dismembered bodies, arms and legs ripped off and tossed into the river. And these were no bear attacks. A bear would not be able to dismember and mutilate a body, leaving no claw marks, leaving no fang marks. And that would have sent a very distinct message that Harry Man was responsible for this. They wanted to be left alone. The settlers got the message. They were being attacked by a Bigfoot-like creature who wanted them gone. Investigative journalist Jerry Glover knows the story well. By around about 1949, the town was completely deserted. All the inhabitants left Port Chatham, uh, which is uh, very remarkable given that it was a commercially active area, but the inhabitants felt that they could no longer live there and have never lived there um, since that time. The place has always been deserted. If the hairy man stories are true, what it's been able to do is successfully push back civilization, which is very rare indeed. There's a mystique to the place, paranoia, an evil vibe. 
Now, Stephen and his team are on their way. They're out to solve the mystery of the hairy man once and for all. There's a lot of different theories as to what the hairy man could be. Some people believe that it's a large, bipedal, undiscovered ape. Some people believe that it's some kind of spiritual, supernatural being. And that's why we're going to Port Chatham, is uh, to get some answers. If they solve the mystery of the hairy man, it's possible that the team could solve the mystery of the Alaska Triangle itself. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Alaska Triangle could be home to all kinds of mythical monsters and unknown creatures, from giant sea serpents to killer birds as big as a small plane. Now, Bigfoot hunter Stephen Major has turned his sights on the legendary Hairy Man. He's leading an expedition deep into what's thought of as the creature's home territory, the very tip of the remote Kenai Peninsula. You're not going to get here any other way other than by boat. We are isolated to the point that if you had an accident or something like that, you're pretty much on your own. After a grueling trip, the team near their destination and the weather closes in. But soon, the site of Portlock, the old town of the Port Chatham area, emerges from the mist. We parked the boat right off of the old Portlock town site. That should be all right. It depends on the tide, but we should be able to do that. Okay. How far should we be off the beach? Uh, dude, man, if we could be less than 100 yards, that would be fantastic. Could he swim out there? Oh, yeah. The hairy man's a swimmer. They have webbed feet in oh webbed hands. Oh, my gosh. They're very well adapted. 
here's the spot, right here, the old Portlock town site. We're here. Excellent. Let's get started. Stephen, Adam, and Beans prepare to go ashore. It's been nearly 70 years since all the residents were scrambling for the boats, fleeing for their lives, desperate to get away. So these people must have been terrified of what was going on in the woods there. People were dying, body parts were being found, and it does give a reason why this place is still abandoned today. Hairy men clearly are territorial. If you going into the area where he resides, you could get in trouble. We've just arrived on the beach below the Portlock town site, and we're heading in there to go investigate part of the area where the old town used to be. So we're going to have to stay on our toes. That's why we have these to protect ourselves if necessary, but we definitely have to be cautious in our movement, be observant, and go slow. Pieces of old machinery are an eerie reminder that this was once a thriving, working community. This was a bustling town by Alaska standards. You had fishing industry, you had fish processing here. They would catch the fish out in the bay here and bring them into the cannery. It was a perfect setup, and because of the hairy man, it was just abandoned. The workers here felt so threatened that they made demands unheard of elsewhere. The workers refused to work. They would go on strike unless guards were protecting them from the menace that was in the woods. Up behind the industrial ruins, Stephen finds what was once a grisly scene. This is a lagoon behind the town of Portlock where they would find mutilated bodies floating. If the hairy man's out here and he is responsible for those murders, then he's a lot stronger than a normal human and can kill somebody with his bare hands. Right now, what we're looking for is we're looking for a good track or a good imprint on this heavily used game trail. Now, we say heavily used game trail, but we don't know who's been using it other than some large creatures. The team have infrared trail cameras that are triggered by movement. You good? Mm-hmm. All right. By setting them up along the trail, they hope to capture the first clear photograph of the hairy man. Again, you've got that angle of elevation down and it gives us a nice clear view. Any photo would be a world first, but Stephen is still set on a face-to-face -face encounter. Eventually, they come across an abandoned hunter's cabin. Through here. Watch the floor, it's very unstable. Yeah, this thing's gonna come down pretty soon. It is. The team decide to lie in wait, looking and listening. The hairy men are said to communicate by whistling. This is quite extraordinary because it's also noted all across North America for Sasquatch and Bigfoot. They are also said to grunt and to whoop to communicate over long distances. Eventually, through the drizzle, Stephen thinks he hears something. We've been here for a little over an hour, and uh, we've got something that's uh, behind us out here. We've heard a few grunts and some whistles, and uh, just a little bit ago here, 
I had some movements right in the trees just right behind us. So I think we've definitely generated some interest in something that's out there that's come down to take a look at us. So we're just being a little bit cautious. We don't know what it is. We'd like to find out, but right now we could be in a really dangerous situation. Over recent decades, thousands of people have gone missing in the Alaska Triangle, lost without a trace. But there's plenty of evidence that the disappearances started long ago. In the days of the early pioneers, even armed hunters went missing or were found murdered. And it's the area around Port Chatham on the southern coast that saw the greatest number of mysterious killings. Dr. Robert Alley has been researching some of the more gruesome events that took place here. There were a few incidents I found that stood out. One was in the 1940s, a man who had been killed in a most mysterious way. He'd been struck, and it looks like struck from behind by a very heavy object. There was evidence that there were things being shifted that normal humans couldn't move. People were terrified. Very, very upsetting murders, if you will, and cases of missing people in the Portlock area, which caused the population of Portlock to essentially leave the town. You're showing me the way, yeah? Okay. Because you just pointed it out to me. After a tense wait in the abandoned cabin, the three hunters decide to go in search of whatever it was they heard moving around outside. And soon, they come across some massive tracks. Guys, we've got some fresh tracks down here. It looks like a large animal. But they're freshly compacted, so something came through here very recently, yeah? The grass is, is compacted. There's been no spring upwards. They're new. Should we follow it? Absolutely. Let's do it. Could these be the tracks of a giant hairy man making his way deeper into the forest, away from the hunters? Dr. Alley has been studying Stephen's footprint photo from his previous expedition to the Kenai and has little doubt about this one. I really like this track, typical Sasquatch. I like it because there's no chance this could be a bear. Bears always have their middle toe the furthest forward. And the thumb, as it were, is relatively small. The pinky's large, but they're always behind that middle toe. And Sasquatches don't do that. What they have is a great big toe, which can even sometimes deviate. This is a beautiful track. I love this track. Also, it seems to be nicely wide at the heel. Um, I like that, that wide heel. In humans, you only get that when you're a few months old. It doesn't last for very long. Also, no arch. You can see that it comes right back straight, which is a, a Sasquatch characteristic all over the place. So in Dr. Alley's opinion, this is the footprint of something like a Sasquatch or Bigfoot. If not a Sasquatch, then it must be a creature that's closely related. Perhaps the hairy man. But what the hairy man investigators really want is an encounter with the beast himself. And suddenly, they're aware that something is out there. Don't, don't shoot it unless it threatens us. Let's check it out. Well, you go first. And right, dude, it just peeked out of the tree right there. 
I see it, it's right at your 12. Damn! Adam tries to draw whatever it is to them using his hairy man call. some movement in the trees and he called out and said hey I've got something and I ran up the hill and I looked and what I caught a glimpse of was something big tall and hairy but it took off boom as soon as it saw me and then I started following up on it and before I knew it it was 100 yards from me and I just caught a glimpse of it now to where I saw it last before it disappeared in the trees in native folklore the hairy man moves at incredible speed in fact it's even said that he can appear and disappear at will. Are they supernatural? Yes and no. They have abilities that we find as Westerners difficult to explain, but when the natives look at it, it fits into their interpretation of the natural world pretty simply. In the native culture, there's no separation between the spiritual and the physical. For them, the mysteries of the Alaska Triangle are just a part of life. Perhaps the hairy man is moving in and out of the spirit world. Back on the boat, the team sit down to review the trail camera footage. It isn't good news. There could easily be something there in the background, but it's impossible to tell. You always hope to get something, but you have to be realistic. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason this creature has been elusive for so long. The hairy man is, is very good at evading humans. Yeah. And it's a matter of luck, research yeah. and opportunity, whether we find any evidence yeah. of him. Yeah. I always hope to get something. It's always a little disappointing when not, but... You've got to press it's on. It's a long shot. Got to press on. Man. Yeah. So far, not much luck. But so often, it's when you least expect it that what you're looking for suddenly shows itself. We did get thermal imaging of a bipedal large beast. Adam was on deck and he thought he heard something. He pointed his camera to the shore and he gave his best hairy man call. So I made a call out and almost directly after I made that call, I saw a large creature, what appeared to be bipedal, rushing rapidly down the hillside, through the woods, towards us. Now, a bear would not do that. If anything, a bear would go in the opposite direction, but this was coming right towards us and it was a, an adrenaline rush. I was like, you know, is this gonna be it? Adam got out his infrared camera and this is the footage. It's thermal imaging, and this white shape is something giving off a lot of heat. It's moving as well, and so has to be an animal of some sort, but it's difficult to tell what. We've sent this eerie video footage to Dr. Alley to see what he can make of it. It shows a figure um, evidently moving 
And it's not a horizontal white figure like you'd expect for a moose. It's vertical. And it's chunky. It's chunkier than I would expect a bear to be. I haven't seen a bear stay up a tree and move around like that this long. This suggests something like hairy man. It's big, it's vertical. In fact, the upper part seems to be even bigger and wider than the bottom. And what animal is built like that? That is a perfect hairy man profile. Big wide shoulders, um, narrower hips. It's intriguing. It's not definitive, but it's very, very intriguing. It's, it's truly fascinating. It's truly fascinating. There's all these legends, but now we've got something tangible, something that I've experienced, and that is exciting. Could this be the first ever video evidence of the Port Chatham Hairy Man? For Stephen, the expedition's a success. The whole time on this trip, while out in the bush, we felt like we were being stalked and observed, which kept us on edge. You know, I'm convinced 100% that the hairy man is here. I think he was observing us that night. You gotta be kidding. Seriously, we found a trackway, and I think that the area where he came down was the closest point on the land to the boat. Whoa. If the hairy man's out there, what other mysterious creatures are lurking in the Alaskan wilderness? Some, like the hairy man, could be unknown to science. But there is evidence that there may be other monstrous beasts long thought extinct, alive and deadly in the wilds of the Triangle. Alaska's massive. You can spend an entire lifetime exploring and still not see everything. It's the ideal spot for species to go unnoticed for hundreds of years, to be literally under the radar, sometimes even frozen in the ice. One story from 2015 has some people convinced that ancient dangers could still be here. Scientists at the Alaska Earthquake Center picked up readings from a remote seismic monitoring station that they couldn't explain. The readings were from the Colteeth River Mountain Station, and the data clearly showed shaking on the ground, as if something massive had been moving in the area. Andrew Goff is a journalist and researcher who's been looking into this story. The scientists were totally mystified. They were wondering what the heck could have caused this. And they realized this can't be an earthquake. We know what that looks like. It has to be something else. But then they discover that the seismic monitoring device was smashed by whatever creature this was on the surface. And that not only perplexed them, it horrified them. There's one creature that could have literally caused the ground to shake, and that's one that's gonna seem a little far-fetched at first, and that's the prehistoric mammoth. According to science, mammoths died out thousands of years ago. But one man who knows more than most about mammoths in Alaska is Bruce Schindler. I live in Skagway, Alaska, and I chase mammoths. Bruce lives in the southeast of the Triangle, but he travels all over Alaska in search of one of the most valuable commodities going, mammoth tusks. This thing is not lightweight. Let's get it in the studio. I buy mammoth tusks from gold miners. 
I take those mammoth tusks and I do what I can to bring them back to life. Bruce uses his expert craftsmanship to carve the mammoth tusks into ethical ivory to combat the ban on elephant ivory. He's found that there are tusks in the ground all over Alaska because it was the perfect place for mammoths. The Alaskan landscape was a fantastic habitat because it wasn't glaciated. It's kind of hard to live on a glacier. And most of the Northern Hemisphere was really heavily glaciated, except for up north. And the reason why is it didn't get much snow, but it did get a fair amount of moisture, which therefore led to a lot of grasslands and food for the mammoth. Science says that the Pleistocene ended 10,000 years ago. And that's when the last mammoth would have died out. But there are exceptions. And on Wrangell Island, north of Siberia, mammoths lived until 3,700 years ago. And there may be some other exceptions out there. If it's been proven that mammoths survived thousands of years past their previously believed extinction date, perhaps they lasted even longer in the wilderness of Alaska. Dr. Lance Hightower, an expert in cryptozoology, has uncovered evidence that mammoths might have survived even into modern times. So I'm reading an article here dated in the early 1900s, and this is about a U.S. scientist who had just returned from the interior of Alaska. He came across a trail of frozen prints that couldn't have been made by anything except a giant beast. He says they were too large for modern-day elephants. They seemed fresh, with the weight and depth of the print, something that he's never seen before. This scientist, Dr. John Frizzell, believed that he had found a fresh track of what could have been a mammoth. What we have is the same story out of three different newspapers. These were well-respected West Coast newspapers, and Dr. Frizzell was accompanied by three other men, all of whom verified his account. Being a scientist, I mean, they're very uh, particular about what they see. They're good observers, typically. Could it have been a woolly mammoth? Possibly. Kidu Viduak Lichard, also known as Q, is a shaman and native Alaskan folklorist. He believes modern science may not have it right when it comes to mammoths. Native Americans in Alaska definitely had interactions with mammoths. We have a lot of stories of us hunting them. We still talk about it. Had they been extinct for over 10,000 years, or is it a lot more recently than that? In Native Alaskan communities, storytelling is a crucial part of passing down knowledge. Why would we have such detailed stories about hunting them if it was 10,000, 5,000 years ago? That'd be, like, they're too detailed and descriptive. I believe that we've been hunting them as recently as 200 years ago. I'm going through some of these articles dating back from 1889 to early 1900s. Some early explorers coming into the territories of Alaska and communicating with some of the Alaskan natives. These explorers are baffled when some of the Alaskan natives are drawing in the sand creatures that we would consider would be the woolly mammoth. 
but it appears the newcomers didn't just have to rely on stories. They were given what they considered physical proof. One Alaskan native said that uh, they have ivory to prove it. And he said, basically, we had our hunting group kill this monster. There was more than one. And the researcher says, let me take a look. And he looks on the ivory, and there's fresh stains of blood. So these people are describing what appears to be a woolly mammoth in our modern times. I mean, these articles are only from 100 years ago. And they're from people that are science-based. You can't help but wonder, are woolly mammoths still living? Whether or not mammoths are out there, the vast wilderness of Alaska still holds many surprises. Scientists are still making remarkable discoveries. Animals frozen in the ice, living DNA. But it's possible that the frozen ground holds an even deadlier secret. Beneath the surface of the Alaska Triangle lies a dormant threat waiting to be awoken, and the effects could be deadly and widespread. Up on the north coast of Alaska, the ground is frozen solid, but there are still archaeological digs going on here. In 2017, a young archaeologist, Zach Peterson, was taking part in a dig in the area of Utkiavik, formerly known as Barrow, the northernmost city in the United States. We are doing this excavation in the tundra. It was very remote, um, very difficult to access. Here, the frozen ground, or the permafrost, can be as deep as 2,000 feet, and some of it has been frozen for tens of thousands of years. One of the most amazing things about working in permafrost area is that there's just incredible preservation. We would dig up tools made of wood. Um, we would dig up animal skins. We would dig up even chunks of frozen meat, like desiccated, mummified meat. So a lot of the mammal remains that we were digging through that thawed out now were around 800 years old. About two days before the end of the dig, I noticed this, this bruise, or what I thought was a bruise, showing up right below my knee. This was my knee in the smaller circle. That's about the size of the infection when I first noticed it. And then the, the redness around that, that happened in less than 24 hours. The redness then started to spread rapidly. I think the scary part to me was the speed. It's now twice the size, it's red, it's swollen, it hurts to touch it. So I show this um, wildlife biologist, and she immediately says, you need to go to the hospital. Zach learned that he'd contracted a rapidly spreading skin infection. The virus had been lying dormant, frozen in the permafrost for hundreds of years before thawing out and infecting him. So the idea that now I have bacteria in my leg from, from upwards of 800, 1,000 years old, it's pretty scary. Luckily, Zach managed to get medical attention and the infection was treated. But now, cases like his are only set to increase. You hear a lot about global warming and the ice melting, and it makes you wonder, 
What else could be frozen in the permafrost? Over in Cardiff in the United Kingdom, one man has been searching for an answer. Dr. Reese Jones is an eminent biologist at the university. With the melting of the permafrost, we're going to see new species that are coming to life, things like bacteria and viruses that have been locked away in the ice for thousands, maybe tens of thousands of years. And it's not just tiny bacteria that can be preserved alive in ice. There is actually scientific basis for animals coming almost back from the dead, if you will, frozen completely and then thawing out and being ready to breed again in the spring. The Alaskan wood frog freezes solid in the winter. Its heart stops beating. Its blood stops flowing. They can stay in this state for seven months. Then they thaw out and they're ready to breed again in the spring. Science has yet to determine if bigger animals than the wood frog could freeze and then be brought back to life in this way. And what about something as big as a mammoth? Could mammoths have been frozen in the permafrost and preserved, but then thawed and freed, reanimated prehistoric animals? It simply has to be investigated. And then some think it's possible that the mammoths just never went away. Mammoths could very well live in pockets of Alaska that have never really been explored. And if they're out there, they'd certainly be formidable creatures. The ivory in the ground is valuable, but on a living mammoth, it's deadly. It can be really big. A big tusk would be 200, 240 pounds. The biggest tusks, over 300 pounds per tusk. So that's what 600 pounds a mammoth would have to wield on its face. Only time will tell what prehistoric dangers are hiding in Alaska's frozen wilderness. This vast land doesn't give up its secrets easily. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.